Well, good morning. How's everybody doing? Hey, you came to church today. We weren't sure. Uh, we've got our normal service times, and I have lots of uh, friends that are pastors, and all of them are like not meeting today and just doing like an online service or just doing one service. And so I thought maybe I missed the memo, but I guess we just have better Christians here. I don't know what's going on. So good for you guys. Well, hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. My name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, I'm super excited to talk to you guys today. It's kind of a weird talk to be excited about, but uh, when we started this series on prayer and we're wrapping it up, our, our four-week, 12-week series on prayer uh, is, is coming to a close today. Um, and I've, I've had this message on my heart for, for several months, really almost for like half a year of, of something that's really helped me out that I, that I struggle with, that this tool uh, has been helpful for me. So today's not going to be like a, like a deeply like emotional message, but I hope it's a super practical message uh, and kind of takes you into this new year uh, and in your prayer life of wherever you are of getting you to that next level. Um, so like I said, we're, we're finishing up our, our long series on prayer called Lord Teach Us to Pray. Um, over these past few months, we've gone over many different types of prayer. Uh, we've got you know, prayers of gratitude, forgiveness, this intercessory prayer of praying for others, um, lamenting, we talked about that some, this idea of praying in the middle of voice, and, and many others. We also talked about kind of how to pray and why we pray and the importance of praying. And really honest, whoa, he gets it. And our genuine hope uh, in this series has been uh, that this has been like a really like an empowering few months for you guys. So you guys can head into this new year with this new confidence in knowing my, my new favorite phrase and knowing this, that the only bad prayer is the one that isn't said. Amen. And we hope, yeah, simply put, that prayer becomes a consistent part of your everyday life and that your journey never stops as you strive to understand and model the words of Paul that we see in 1 Thessalonians. We've seen it, we've said it a million times, but we really want to live it. This 517, it says this. Your Bible says, probably says, pray without ceasing. Mine says to never stop praying. This idea to have our life be this constant living prayer. And for a lot of us, that's like a daunting, that sounds impossible sort of thing. But hopefully today we can kind of get you on the trajectory to where that might be like a feasible, realistic thing in your life to someday get close to achieving. So as we close out our series, like I said, I'm going to go a little practical today, and I'm going to offer up what I hope to be a super helpful tool uh, for you guys. It's a, it's a pretty ancient tool, but it's really one that I think is overlooked a lot um, when it comes to prayer. And that helpful tool is a rhythm of prayer. And before we dive into kind of what a rhythm of prayer is and why exactly you should care about that, uh, I want to make sure that we're on the same page here um, and, and, and on this idea of why we want to find kind of that sweet spot, why we want to have our life be like a living prayer, to pray without ceasing, to pray without stopping. So if you've got your Bible, what we're going to do, let's do this. Instead of my wise words, let's look at these wise words, right? So John 15 is going to be our main text today, and it's a passage that I cannot get away from, that through this entire prayer series, the months leading up to it, this passage I keep going back to over and over and over. We've got Jesus teaching and Jesus talking. We've got all these red letters right in your Bible. If you get the, the red letter Bible, like this is, we're deep in the heart of Jesus teaching here. And he says this. So let's read this together and then let's see how this can kind of be and why this is kind of our driving force for why we want to have our life be this nonstop prayer towards him. It says this. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given me. 
given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But, it, but if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. So as we can see here, Jesus obviously is telling us to stay connected to the vine by remaining in him, right? And through our remaining in him, he remains in us. An important aspect of this passage is that it's not said in kind of a do this when it's convenient for you kind of a way, right? It's a constant. We can't produce good fruit on our own, and we can't produce good fruit without staying connected. So as we start to think about how we want to live as believers, we can see that we want to remain in him. So how do we do that, right? How do we stay connected? Now, obviously, there's a lot of ways, right? There's a lot of different disciplines that we can do. One big one is prayer, right? Prayer is a great way for us to stay connected. So as we seek to kind of pray without ceasing, it's important to have the why behind all of this, right? And it's not so that we look good to others or so that people say we're great prayers or so that God's not mad at us. That's not it at all. We do it to remain in him. And then in doing so, he remains in us. And that's when the good fruit is produced. We become closer to God and closer to the kingdom by remaining in him. Prayer absolutely is a way for us to stay connected. So our goal then with prayer, right, is to find ways for us to stay more connected, right, than we are now. So where you are now, how do we stay more connected than we currently are to experience the love expressed on us from our Father and from us to pour out back to Him? To pray is to love. And we might not always like it and we might not always want to do it, but it is an expression of love and an effort to stay connected. Can we agree on that? Are we on the same page here? Good, let's be on the same page. We wanna make sure, right? Can we say that collectively we believe in prayer? Raise your hand. You're here today, you believe in prayer. I believe it, right? Can we also believe that, that we'd like to get better at where we are right now with our prayer life? We'd like to get better in staying connected more consistently, yes? Same page? Awesome, okay. This idea of prayer without ceasing. Sounds intimidating, but doesn't that sound amazing? Doesn't that sound amazing? Okay, great. So it's good. It's important we're on the same page with this, right? Uh, and for you guys to understand that my suggesting this implementation of a prayer rhythm into your life isn't just to give you a task, right? Just to give you something to do, just to do. That's not why we're doing this today. But rather as a way to get you to draw nearer, to stay connected on a more consistent basis. That consistent part is key when it comes to our prayer life. So before we kind of dive deep into you know, why we do this, what, what even is this? What is a rhythm of prayer? Um, actually, before we go any further than that, like this book, Praying Like Monks, Living Like Fools, is one we've referenced throughout this series. Please get this book and plead, please read this book. This is a great accompanying tool for, for, for reading this. This really puts into perspective this, this prayer life that we should have, why we should have it, and how we should have it. Tyler Staten is the author. Get it on Amazon. We've got some in the Connection Center. Please read this book. It's been so, so helpful. Um, for me and for Larry, I know, in, in this series, and you've heard us talk about it a lot. So, okay, get the book. Um, all right, so why, what is a prayer rhythm, right? What is a prayer rhythm? Why should you care? A prayer rhythm is simply a set of regular, fixed times of day that we set aside to pray, 
no matter what. Does that make sense? So we're gonna pray during these times, no matter what. This is no different than other rhythms that you've got in your life. Most of us have rhythms in our life. We brush our teeth. Most of us, no matter if we're happy or sad, in the morning, we are going to brush our teeth. Most of us, right? Like, we're gonna brush our teeth. That's, that's gonna happen, right? You know, clocking in at work, no matter what, if you've got a clock in at work, you're gonna clock in at work, right? Doesn't matter your mood, it's gonna happen. Uh, we've got a rhythm in our house for bedtime. It's kind of this set like routine and time of day. Well, I say we have one. Like the goal is to, to do this. Uh, we don't always get there, but we've got kind of this rhythm, right? Like we've got, we put our PJs on and then we brush our teeth and then we like we'll read a little and then we do a little prayer and then our kids come up with like 500 different excuses for why they need to stay up for three more minutes, and then we get in a big giant fight, and then we ask for forgiveness. Um, actually, I'd say this is probably actually pretty accurate. Uh, and then we calm down, and then what we do is we play some like slow music, some worship music, some quiet music, some piano music, just something to calm everybody down, and then they go to sleep eventually, right? So that's our rhythm, but we try to do this every day. When we kind of get out of that rhythm, it's kind of a mess, but, but kind of no matter what, we try to get at least some of those things done within that rhythm every single day. So the idea of this prayer rhythm is to get you to a place where no matter what kind of day you are having or the mood you are in, you spend time with God. A rhythm of prayer, and this is super important, this does not replace, this is not meant to replace your spontaneous prayer life when you feel like I need to go to God right now. I'm not, I'm not trying to replace that at all. Absolutely not. This is sim simply, this supplements it, right? This supplements your spontaneous prayer life and it adds a much needed level of consistency in hopes of kind of inching you closer to that life when you pray without ceasing. Uh, committing to consistency is the key here because we can't rely on our want to. Right, let's take a little poll here. Raise your hand if you would say, as a whole, not just you individually, but people you know, that we're a bit erratic in how we live our lives. Like it's a, it's a lot of this, right? It's a lot of ups and downs. Not super consistent, lots of things get in the way, stuff happens. Uh, if you have kids at home, or if you remember this, if you had kids at home, Christmas break, right? It's, it's like, it's wonderful, I love it, I love Christmas more than anything, but it's always just like, what is going on? Like our, our bedtime rhythm, like, <laughs> no. Uh, it's, it's not that, you know, we're eating everything and it's just like this like blur. And some of you like love Christmas like me and you wanna cram like 50 things to do that are just like, we're not gonna do all the things, but I've got my list. I wanna do this, I wanna see lights here. I wanna watch this movie and this movie and I wanna do this and we've got all this stuff. And for some of us, you don't like Christmas, right? Christmas is not a wonderful time of year for you. The holidays are not great for you. And so your inconsistency comes not on you wanting to do a lot, but you kind of checking out a lot, right? And so the rhythm is not there. We're, we just don't have much rhythm in our life. We're an erratic people, and that's okay. That's okay. That's just, that's just the way it is, right? So really, again, like for us to think that the inconsistency of our life, right? So think about this. So to think that the inconsistency of your life somehow will magically equate to a consistent prayer life. It's a, like that's a little, little naive, right? Maybe, maybe a, like a bit egotistical to think like, my life is all over the place, but my prayer life based off when I wanna pray, that's gonna remain steadfast for sure. 
I think it's, I think it's funny when it comes to spirituality matters. We're, we're positive that our, that our want to is the appropriate gauge for what we do and when we do it, right? Think if you did this for other aspects of your life, other areas. Think about if you were married and you woke up and you're like, I just don't want to be married today. Like, you know, or parenting. I just don't want to parent. Or if you said, I just don't want to go to work today. I just don't want to do it. It's interesting that when it comes to spirituality, we're so positive that we will be so moved by the Spirit at all times that we will be prompted to want to pray all of the time. That we can get to this moment of praying without ceasing based off us just wanting to do it. It's a crazy idea, right? Like when you lay it out, that's like, that's insane to think about you will pray when you want to, and that will lead to this life of praying without ceasing. For me, that's impossible. I'm so all over the place. I'm so all over the place with stuff. Sometimes I don't want to pray, right? Many of us don't want to pray. Or we try and it's like, meh, I don't know. So it's difficult. So what I'm, what I'm suggesting here is this, this, this idea of a rhythm of prayer, right? This isn't like a new idea. Prayer rhythms have been a part of history from as far back as we can read. Uh, Tyler Staten in his book talks about this. He says, in the Hebrew tradition, which contains the very roots of the Christian faith, there has always been a daily prayer rhythm, pausing to pray three times a day, morning, midday, and evening. In fact, all of the great spiritual traditions insist on some kind of daily prayer rhythm. And if you guys remember, this is the central plot point for the book of Daniel. Remember Daniel in the lines then? Right? He refuses to renounce prayer to Yahweh in a Babylonian culture. Right? He won't stop kneeling to pray three times a day. He lives by a daily prayer rhythm, so much so that what happens to him? He's thrown in with the lions, right? He's saved, but like that's why he gets thrown in. He will not stop that prayer rhythm. And likewise, we see the psalmist unites the voice of all God's people when he says, As for me, I call to God, and the Lord saves me. Evening, morn, morning, and noon, I cry out in distress, and he hears my voice. In the New Testament, we see this, right? These rhythms of prayer throughout the early church. In Acts 2, we see the flaming tongues of Pentecost. Remember those? Those take place when? During morning prayer. Acts 3, Peter and John perform miracles on the way to midday prayer. In Acts 4, we see the foundations of the temple shaking in response to the church's ordinary prayer gathering. We see it die down a little after the Roman Empire, like things kind of collapse when it comes to prayer. Uh, get some steam again with monasteries. Monks obviously live by, by this kind of like rule of life when it comes to their prayer life of having these rhythms. Um, but in our everyday culture, like this idea of like a rhythm of prayer, it's just, not, it's just not that common anymore. So the goal here is to be consistently connected, right? We wanna be connected. This prayer without ceasing, that's what we're after. And we wanna have this life that I'd venture to say, like, based off these examples, this, this rhythm is, is a, becomes like common sense of like what we need in our life for consistency. It's of paramount importance that we find some stability in our prayers. A rhythm of prayer, while it's not, I get this isn't like the sexiest thing ever, this isn't like the most emotional thing ever, like this idea of like just being consistent is what we're basically asking you to do. I understand that's not like the, like the most like, yeah, let's go kind of like raw moment. But it's a great way to ensure the stability that we're after. Your mood or feelings towards God don't become the only deciding factor on if you pray. And so by keeping a, a rhythm of prayer, uh, according to Staden, he says this, commitments, not feelings, are how we show our love. And so David Brooks defines commitment as falling in love with something or someone and then building a structure of behavior around it for those moments when love falters. So we just talked about this. Like really think about 
think about it, a, a relationship you have, um, whether it's a, with a spouse, or as a parent, as a, as a child, whatever it might be, a, a work relationship, any kind of, think about like a committed relationship you had. Again, if it was just like you were going to, to, to love your spouse only when you feel like it, right? Only when you feel like it. That's when you're going to love them. Or only when you like something that they did. No, right? You do it in the hard times too, right? The ugly times. The at their worst times. Not because you're moved by an emotion or a feeling, but because you're committed. That's where the love is shown, through that commitment. And the same can be said for our prayer life. By creating this structure this fidelity, we don't allow our emotions to rule the trajectory of our prayer life, and we allow opportunities for our love and understanding of the Father to grow. And through that understanding, this is important, we stay connected, and then through that connectedness, we're empowered by the Spirit. And through that empowerment, without knowing, we're prompted to offer up more prayers outside of our set times. So I would venture to say, by creating these moments, these prayer rhythms in our life, by staying consistent there, I think what you will start to see is these spontaneous moments of prayer will start to grow. This sounds weird if you've never prayed before, and I understand that. I'm just asking you to give this a chance. Like, like give, live, give God a chance through prayer. Allow this to be a tool to help you give God a chance in prayer for us to, to, to creep closer to that idea of living a life of constant prayer. So if you're like, oh, I don't know. This sounds weird. Like, like what, did, what did Jesus do, right? This is an important question. This is what I ask myself all the time, right? I hear stuff, I hear great sermons, I hear great messages, I hear great ideas. What, what did Jesus do? Like, what, what would Jesus say about this? So, as you guys know, and we also, we take a lot of pride at this church uh, in looking like Jesus. Like, that is what we're after. We want to look more like Jesus. Not just in modeling how he said to act, but actually in practicing how he actually lived his life. And we can see in the Gospels, Instances throughout of Jesus withdrawing from life to go and to pray. Uh, New Testament theologian Scott McKnight says, Jesus prayed within the sacred rhythms of Israel, and he knew firsthand their formative influence. So we know Jesus had a routine in his prayer life, a rhythm he followed. We also know he was a spontaneous in prayer too, right? Like we've got all these instances of Jesus like spontaneously praying and healing people. So he had this mixture of both, right? He had this regimen set when he would pray each day, and then he accompanied that with these spontaneous moments of prayer. And then he gives us this perfect living example of what it looks like to live a life that is just constantly being offered up to God, right? That is the model we're after here. Not just what I say, not just what you think, but what we're after to look more like Jesus. And so if we're sitting here and you're thinking, I don't know, this, still, this sounds weird. Um, or if you're like, I, I know some people that, that kind of say, this kind of sounds like the opposite of what I'm after. Um, and this kind of sounds also like kind of a lot to do, like a lot of extra stuff to put on my to-do list. I completely get it. I am awful at this. This is important to say. Like, I am not good at this. I'm not. And I've got a lot of excuses for why I won't keep a rhythm in my prayer life. And I understand. Some of you guys came from, from a place, maybe from a church, uh, where you were told when to pray and what to pray, and it became kind of this stale and meaningless thing uh, on when you prayed. Or maybe you came from a church where the idea of praying some kind of like liturgy or like scheduled prayer is almost a weakness because it's not spontaneous prayer. I, to I totally get it, right? 
I, I get it, and I, like I said, I struggle with this as well. But this is the other thing that I, I struggle with, right? This is what I do. I struggle with wondering why I spend so much time justifying why I don't have a rhythm of prayer when Jesus clearly did. Like that, I, I have a legitimate struggle. Me, like, I'm, I'm, I have good excuses. I'm super busy, but like, am I busier than Jesus was? Like, think of all that you know of Jesus, right? Almost everything you know of Jesus, what he accomplished, the miracles he did, the places he went to, the people he visited, without, you know, transportation. All of that stuff Jesus did in three years, right? So I'm probably not busier than Jesus, right? Am I holier than Jesus that I don't need like this set time of prayer that I can just rely on being spontaneous? <laughs> I mean, am I holier than Jesus? Am I holier than Jesus, Rob? He said, well, I mean, you can think about it, but that's fine. You can just, <laughs> you can just jump right to the answer. All right, so maybe there's something there, right? Maybe there's something there. I'm not, I, and I'm not promoting, I'm not promoting these meaningless, stale prayers. I'm not doing that. Quite the opposite. I think there's something to be said for saying the Lord's Prayer when you don't want to. I really do. Praying for others when you really don't have the time. Praying scripture when you don't have the words. Or even when you do have the words, but you just want to lean into the pages to guide you. Praying a written prayer from a book of prayer because you're just so overwhelmed with life, you don't have strength to come up with your own words. But you committed to going to God, so you humbly go to him broken. I think there's something to be said for that. Praying thanks when you don't really feel thankful. How about that one? Something to be said for fidelity in our prayer life. I think Jesus knew that. And I wonder if we've ever tried it long enough for us to see and know that too. I wonder if we would dare to try it, right? So if you're here today, and this is maybe striking a chord with you, and you're kind of like, okay, this, this sounds like something I might need that I don't have at all. Uh, and again, I know some of you are probably good to go. Obviously, we're great Christians here. You came on the day when evidently no one comes to church. You're here, so you're probably great and your, your, your rhythms are great. You've got the times that you pray. They're matching with your spontaneous life. It is like this nonstop living prayer life that you've got. I'm sure some of you are here. That is awesome. Let me know after service. You can... You can lead a class um, because that's, that's amazing. But I also know there's some folks here today uh, that want to pray more, but you just really haven't given it a real chance for many reasons, right? Maybe, uh, you know, you've always just prayed off of like emotions or when you wanted to and it just, that just doesn't happen very much. Uh, or maybe you've prayed and you've tried prayer and it just kind of seemed like nothing happened. And if that's you today, I want to challenge you, right? I'm going to challenge you today. I'm going to give you a practical application here in a second. I'm going to challenge you to commit to a rhythm, right? And give God a chance to go to work through it. Just to commit to going to him with love and an open heart and realizing that it may not be today or tomorrow or the next day when you start to feel that connection, but rather in trusting that whether you understand what he's doing or how he's working, it won't deter you from your commitment to find a rhythm. That you'll trust that following some kind of rhythm and developing some kind of consistency will lead to a fruitful prayer life, eventually. That is filled not just with set times of day of prayer, but moments where you truly want to run to the Father in prayer, to say thanks, to ask, to pray for others, to be sad, to lament, to just be with him. And through these moments, just trust that you'll stay connected to the vine, and then in doing so, you allow him to draw near to you. What might that look like? 
All right, so here's, here's my challenge. I'm giving you a challenge. Double dare you to do it, okay? I'm gonna ask you to do this. I'm gonna ask you to tithe your time this year, okay? So let's call a tithe a tenth of your year, right? 365 days, 36 days. You can even just say January if you want. I'm gonna ask you to tithe your time. I want you to find something that takes up time and I want you to stop doing it, right? So we're gonna sacrifice our time to free up some time, right? Just for the month of January. Like free up some time. And you're gonna replace that time with committing to prayer three times a day at the set times that you decide. So you pick three times of the day that you're gonna pray, but you're gonna do that every day during this, this, this tithe, right? During this, this 30 days, this 36 days, whatever you decide to do. So what I'm gonna ask you and challenge you to do, right? And you can pick when it happens. And if you say it's 8 a.m. and it ends up being 8.15, I'm not saying that, but if you say, hey, before I go to work, I'm doing this. On my lunch break, I'm doing this. Before bed, I'm doing this. That works too. What you pray is kind of up for you. What we're doing in our house, the thing, and this is probably most of us here, like the thing that is, that is sucking all the time out of our life is screen time, right? So like we've got a thing in our house now. So how we're, how we're sacrificing our time, our phones will not be allowed to be used outside of our kitchen ever for any reason in our house. So if I'm in my house, try this, you'll see how embarrassing this is. You put your phone in your kitchen and you only use it in your kitchen right? You'll, you'll be embarrassed how many, how many trips that is when you go in there. But what it also does is it frees up a lot of time, right? This frees up a lot of time. So what we can't do if we do this is we, we're, we're not able to say, I just, just don't have the time. Like, I just don't have the time. We've, we're finding the time. I'm finding the time for you by making you tithe it, okay? So I know it doesn't like consistently, just because I don't use my phone doesn't mean that this frees up my lunch break, but you know what? It, it does free up a lot of time for me. If, I, if you drive to your lunch break and you're not messing, I know none of us text and drive or look at our phone while we're driving, but you know, if, if we say, I'm, I'm not gonna listen to a podcast or to music on the way to work, I'm gonna set that time. I'm just saying, I'm helping you find the time and I'm challenging you to set three times a day for you to pray to do that, right? And let's meal times, do not count those for the sake of this exercise, right? Still pray for your food, but that, and that is a rhythm, but don't, that does not count as a rhythm for this, okay? So three new things for you. Uh, pray whatever you wanna pray. If you want to, um, this is kind of a cool idea, you can hold off on your New Year's resolutions because most of us have like the last two weeks like I had, and all of us are like, we're, you like look in the mirror and you're like, oh, oh no, what? What happened, uh, right? And that's all, we're always like so discouraged and so depressed and so like hungover from chocolate and we're just like blah. And our New Year's resolutions are like, I'm gonna run across the United States this year. Like we're, you know, we're gonna do these crazy things. So a great thing that you might wanna do during this is, is maybe one of the rhythms or times that you pray each day is for God maybe to show you what he wants you to do this year. Maybe what he wants you to have as your resolution for this year, right? You can do whatever you want to do. I'm just saying that's a, that's a good one for you. Um, <laughs> a, a good one, and the one that I'm following, and the one that keeps me kind of like balanced the best is, is this idea. Uh, it's a really practical one. This is, this, is, this is not an original idea by any means. Um, 
But basically you do this. You pray the Lord's Prayer each morning, right? So every morning you do the Lord's Prayer. And what you can do, if you want to just read it, you can do it. If you want to recite it, you can recite it. If you want to go line by line and stop and pray after each one of those lines for people, for what you need, for God to show you, to be thankful, all those things, fantastic way to do this. Like it's a great prompt for you. It shows you what to pray. If you've listened to any of our messages in the past, you've heard so much of the Lord's Prayer being broken down of what those lines mean and how you can pray. So that's a great way to do that, right? So in, in the morning, it's Lord's Prayer. In the afternoon, it's intercessory prayer. You're praying for other people. Nothing to do with you in the afternoon. Everything to do with other people. Your family, your friends, the world, like our country, like whatever it might be, you pray for other people during that time. This is an intercessory prayer in the afternoon. And then in the evening time, I love doing this, and we started doing this, and it's been so great for our family. This is our prayer of gratitude, right? This is when we're thankful. This is when we're so stressed out, and we couldn't get the kids to bed, and all that stuff, but we're forcing ourselves to say, let's stop. Let's look at the past day that just happened. Where did we see God? Where can we show gratitude to God for today? Even if it was a horrible day, was there something? Was there a deep breath that you took? Was there a cool sunset? Did your kids say something funny and lighten the mood that you really needed, right? Did a friend call you when you really needed a phone call? Did you see God somewhere, right? So this is a way to kind of end the day on a high note of thankfulness to God so we don't go to bed mad at God, right? And then start off the day grumpy from the day before when God wasn't a part of our life. So I highly suggest this model. You don't have to do this model. If you want to do this model, what you need to get on your phone, though I hate phones, this is a great tool, is an, it's called the Inner Room app. Okay, it's called Inner Room app. I think we'll have a picture of what the app looks like if you want to see that. There's a couple more I'll, I'll recommend here in a second. It's the Inner Room app. So what this does is exactly what I said. It's got a daily prayer rhythm part on there to where you click on morning prayer, it reads you in like a really cool Irish accent, uh, the Lord's Prayer, which is just, I don't know, it's just better when it's read that way. Uh, it reads you it, right? And then it line by line stops and then prompts you to pray something and then gives you time to pray it. So it does lots of the work for you. So those of you that are like so overwhelmed with prayer and so like a little intimidated by it, this is a wonderful tool uh, for you. And then in the afternoon, the same thing when praying for other people. It prompts you through scripture, it tells you what to pray, it pauses to allow you to do it, and then for gratitude at the end of the day, it does the same thing. A wonderful, wonderful app for this. So I, I, do, I do recommend that you guys incorporate some kind of scripture uh, or, or liturgy in, into your prayer life because even when you do this and say it's gonna be three times a day, there's a really good chance you're not gonna wanna do it and you're not gonna have words to do it. And I think, I think it's, it's, it's wonderful to pray scripture. Jesus prayed scripture. Like, it's, praying scripture is a great thing. It's not a weakness. To pray a prayer that was inspired by someone else to help prompt you to pray to God is not a weakness on your part. So find some literature, the common book of prayer. We've all heard of this. It's a great, great book. Pray the, pray the scripture. Pray the Psalms. Read through the Psalms and just stop when God's kind of prompting you to stop. Or read them and then pray through what you just read. Read the same one every day over if you want to. You can, there's lots of different things you can do. If you want to kind of try this model of, of using scripture a lot to kind of to, to go through prayer, the app Lectio 365 is a great way to do this. It prompts you through all the stuff. It's got scripture. There's a little acronym for prayer each day that you do. 
They're about seven minutes long, so this is a great way to take up uh, one of your rhythms in the day if you're looking for something. This is a great way to do that. Lectio for families is really great too. That's a good one if you've got small kids. You can do this together. Again, it's about six or seven minutes. Prompts you through reading the Bible, through a prayer. It guides you. It's not like boring, <laughs> which some of those are as far as like my kids have no interest. Like these are, these are actually pretty good things. So just different ideas for you. The main point is though, we're trying to find a rhythm of prayer, right? We want to do three times a day, and I'm going to show you why this is so important. What time is it? I don't get time. You guys are good Christians. You don't care when you get let out, right? Okay, so watch this. I'm going to show you this. Again, our goal here is to stay connected, right? This is why we want to pray. This is what we're saying. This is why we want to pray, is to stay connected, to have this life. How does this work? Oh, is this the right way? That would be embarrassing. Whew. thought I wrote it upside down. Okay. All right, so what we want to do is we want to find connect points in our life, right? So we're going to call connect points when it comes to prayer. We're going to give it a little X on this, and I'll explain all of these. But again, the goal is for us to stay connected, to have this idea of where we get to a point where we can, we're looking like Jesus and like constantly just throwing prayers in between everything that we do and everything is, is kind of guided by going to God. That's what we're after. It sounds daunting, but I'm going to show you kind of how like adding this prayer rhythm I think can really help you out. So can everybody kind of see this? It's okay if you can't read this. I'll, I'll hopefully explain it good. If you're in the back, sorry. Sorry, Amanda. Uh, I'll tell you what it says. Okay, so our X, we're going to give an X here when we say that we are connected throughout the day to God in prayer. There's other ways to stay connected for the purpose of this. This is just prayer, right? So our number one way that we do this, we call this the not away. This is when you're not connecting. So you get no X's. This is your, this is your average week where like literally nothing is happening. There's no prayer offered, there's nothing. So you get no X's for this week, that's not a. The next one is the good on Sunday, right? So here's our days of the week. You get an X there for Sunday, let me erase this part. You get an X here on Sunday, right? So this is when you get here, you feel like you're connecting to God through prayer. Like a lot of us can do this. We come here on Sundays. We feel like you're really connected to God. When it comes to prayer, like we're, Sunday, it seems to just work, right? So we've got that, but then we've kind of got this like, this like little lull right there, right? Of these are the two times we're staying connected. This idea of praying every day, we're after this constantly being connected. That's not quite where we want to be, right? And then some of us are like, most of us, I would say, me included, are like these spontaneous prayers, which is great. It's wonderful. But I'm going to give you like an average though, right? Not like the good week. Because when we're good, like when life is like good, and we're like everything we pray for gets answered right away, and like clearly God's listening, and every song is wonderful, and like life is good, it's the spontaneous prayers come a lot more. Also, when life is like really bad and we're really freaking out and we have nothing, we go to God a lot then. But if we really talk about like averages, my week kind of looks more like this. Sunday, I'm good. Monday, I'm good. Tuesday, mm. uh, Wednesday, we had a couple spots there. We prayed Wednesday. Thursday was like a great day of prayer. Friday, no. Saturday, no. And then back on Sunday, right? So like an average here, we're connecting. Again, these are just averages. This isn't like exact. Precise. But what we have here, we get these like waves, right? We get here and here, and then it's here and here and then here and then over here. Oh, my number four is getting messed up here. All right, so we see what that looks like, right? This is spontaneous prayer. If we add this prayer rhythm, and I have to, I have to uh, erase my top part here because it's going to be hard to see it. It's going to get really confusing fast. 
So our prayer rhythm, life, if we do this, what this does, if our goal is going to be to get to number six where we pray without ceasing, right? That's what we're after here, to stay connected constantly. If we add this rhythm, what we do, and just saying what I asked you to do here, we've got three connect points every single day. Whether you feel it or not feel it, you're happy with God, you're sad with God, you've got these connect points every single day. And so then our waves start to get closer together, right? Can we understand how that happens? So our connectedness is a little closer there. So instead of you just praying in the morning and then really not until the next time you want to pray, we're staying connected this way, right? It's closer. The waves are getting smaller. Did I skip a day? You, You get it. Here, right? Here, here. Can we see this? Everybody get this? Jorge, does that make sense? Yes. Okay. That's our rhythm, right? So the next one on here, if we can add this rhythm and we've got spontaneous there, we've got this spontaneous prayer life where we pray we want to pray and we add in rhythms, it starts to, to get the waves like really close together to maybe you're praying there and then we've got three here for sure and maybe we add one there and then nothing on this day. Tuesdays are just bad for me, I guess. Nothing here, right? Something there. We've got a random one here. We've got this here. And then we've got our rhythms. Our rhythms. Another spontaneous one. That message was so great from Mike. We've two connect points, right? So we do this, right? The waves get smaller and closer together. Look at these waves. These are a rocky, rocky boat here. All right. So can you see this, how this is good? Like this is, this is where we want to be to help us get to this idea because this prayer without ceasing, I'm not sure you'll ever get here, right? I'm, I don't know that I'll ever get here. I know Jesus was here though, right? And this is where I want to be. And Jesus, what his look like was this thing, I'll go quickly, where Jesus didn't have waves, Right? Jesus didn't stop praying. Everything he did was this living prayer to the Father. And Jesus didn't have waves. You know what Jesus had? Jesus had a straight line right down the middle there. That's what he had. He had a straight line there. So if you're here, I understand why this seems daunting. I get it. So no matter where you are on here, think of where you fall on here and think of the next step needed for you, right? Maybe you're not praying spontaneously. I'm not trying to eliminate spontaneous prayer. But pray when you feel like praying, when you feel prompted to pray, pray. For the sake of today, add this rhythm, right? Consider adding this rhythm. I I think it can really help you out. I think this will really be a great way to help you stay connected when you don't want to. And it sounds embarrassing, and we have too much pride to admit that sometimes we just don't want to pray. Or we don't think God's listening to us at all. I want to encourage you by offering up this prayer life, I think what's going to happen is these spontaneous prayers will grow and then this idea will become not so daunting but actually something that we can constantly be striving towards as we strive to stay connected to the Father. Does that make sense? Wasn't well, that a great illustration? <laughs> great drawing, Mike. Okay, that's out of the way. Oh, thanks for clapping. I hope you remember that forever. It's, it's really important, like I keep saying, that we have consistency, that we make a commitment to prayer. It's really important. Our world is really messed up. Your world is really messed up. 
everyone's world is messed up, right? It is. It's a broken, fallen world. That's the way that it is. And because of that, we get sucked into that so much that our lives are just up, down, all around, just everywhere, right? And that's okay. That's, that's part of life here. But what we want to do as Christians, what we agreed on, is we want to stay connected to that vine. Not just when we want to, not just when it's convenient, but all the time. So please consider, remember I double dared you already. Don't make me triple dog dare you, okay? Please consider tithing your time and give this thing a month. Like just give it a month. Let's see what God does, right? And just go to God every day. I don't know what I'm praying. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I am open to letting you work in my life somehow. I don't do it very good. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm gonna try to do it and commit to doing this three times a day. And give it again, this, the rhythm is not the discipline, right? Prayer is the discipline. This is just a tool to help you with the discipline. That's important that you understand. You're not, you're not a bad person if you don't have a prayer rhythm in your life. I'm just trying to help that discipline of prayer become more practical and easy for you to access. And again, when we don't want to do it, to find a way to do it. And again, remember, don't focus on why you can't do this. Right? This is going to sound mean. But focus on why Jesus did. Like, we want to look like Jesus. We say it. We post about it. We, I think we believe it. Let's really try to do it. And when it comes to our prayer life, this is a way that we can do it. And my prayer for you is that this turns from one month to two months to a habit that you've got in your life, that you find what a prayer rhythm looks like for you in your life. How amazing would it be if 2024 was the year that you found consistently, consistency in your prayer life by simply committing to a rhythm of prayer and trusting that through connection, that your life becomes like this living prayer and that you inch closer and closer through planned and spontaneous prayers to a life that looks more like Jesus, to a life that prays without ceasing. Amen? Amen. Let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for today. Lord, I thank you so much uh, for this year. Thank you for 2023, Lord. I pray for 2024 as it has fastly come upon us uh, that we will slow things down and really kind of take some time to think about this message here today. Uh, Lord, we want to, to draw near to you. I think everyone here in this room uh, feels that way. Uh, and sometimes we just don't know how. And Lord, I, I, I pray that you use prayer as that connective tool that we find to stay closer, to draw closer to you so you draw closer to us, Lord. For us to inch towards that life that looks more like, 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 like yours did when you were here. And so God, thank you so much for everyone here in this room that chose to come to church on this day. And Lord, I pray that you'll just give them the strength and courage. I know the enemy does not like this idea of us consistently praying and for us praying even when we don't feel like it because I think that, that the enemy uses that tactic against us a lot on why we don't pray and us justifying why we don't pray. So Lord, let us find strength through you to get through that and to commit to just for this month just for this month, to give you a chance through this rhythm of prayer. Again, I thank you for every person here in this room. Take us home safe. Let us have a safe evening tonight. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, that's all I got. One thing before you leave. First off, oh yeah, volunteers, if you're volunteering, you may leave. If you're not volunteering, don't leave so they can get out there. Um, next week, we have new service times. It's okay. It's only 15 minutes. 9 and 11 o'clock. So you can't tell in this service quite, but this service has been like really, 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 really full. We're trying to kind of balance things out a little bit. So we're going 9 and 11 starting next week. If you've never tried 11, 
you should try it out. It's a good time. There's plenty of seats. Um, come there. 9-11, that's next week. That's all I have for you guys. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful New Year's Eve, and see you next year. Huh? All right, see you guys.